0: Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Panenka View podcast. Before I say hand I live, I have to say that the band is back together. And uh, uh, after a long, long time, you can see the effects of the lockdown. You can see a clean shave. Puneet has a clean shave. Supro has long hair. I have long hair too. But uh, the Premier League is back and uh, everyone's inner me says, you know, we've put up with all the other leagues for a month. Now, our league is back and we are back together. And um, uh, we are, so, We in general, we are going to be talking about uh, uh, Chelsea, United, Arsenal and previewing City and Arsenal and United and Spurs. And as usual, we end it with a top four prediction. Also, Rash Lad is in the news for his great work throughout the pandemic. So, a special mention to him. And uh, let's go straight to Prithvi. Prithvi, uh, tell me about hijacking uh, the Timo Werner uh, transfer, and you know how did you uh, deal with that news?
1: I mean, there's nothing better than getting one up on your rival teams, uh, you know, transfer target. That to a player as talented as Timo Werner, I think it was uh, it was really good because I don't know did Liverpool need Timo Werner more or Chelsea? If you ask me, then. Obviously, Chelsea needed that one proven frontman who could get in that 25 goals a season. And I think Timo Werner was the best available option who was at a reasonable age and was, was available for a very good price. I mean, if the release clause would have expired and we wouldn't have moved for him, he would have probably gone for somewhere in the range of 100 million. So, I am ecstatic because... I never thought we'll probably get him because if Liverpool is in the race and if you look at the current scheme of things, Liverpool are way above Chelsea. In all aspects. Let's be honest. I hate to say it but I've got to be honest that Liverpool are absolutely killing it. They won the Champions League last year. They're all set to win the league right now and Chelsea have sort of fallen back in the race. But, you know, I think getting that move was very pivotal. I think uh, the most important part. Was that uh, Petterček and Lampard actually went and met him before the lockdown, and they sort of convinced him about the project? And I think the the best thing I like about Lampard as a manager is he's charismatic, not only on the field but even off the field. When uh, you know, I was reading when Harry Redknapp had, had said a meeting with Mel Morris uh, and Frank Lampard, and he was like, "I don't." Mel Morris was like, "I don't think he's the right guy for Derby, and I won't." Uh, you know, consider him. I could probably consider him for an assistant coach. And he just sat in a room with him and he was like, he's the manager. I'm not even going to think twice about it. So, he's got that charisma which I think would have worked in that way. But again, Liverpool and the financial crisis would have sort of helped Chelsea get in that move. And because we had a transfer ban, you know, they say saving for a rainy day. I think that has helped Chelsea the most. And where most clubs are going to struggle in uh, their summer spending. I think Chelsea are poised because of the sale of Edit Hazard and a possible 50 million sale
0: of Alvaro uh, Very well put there. I know uh, all the emotions running and the transfer rumours that we are talking about. I am going to come to you next with your front three. I know we all are dreaming of that. But let's get some um, United uh, transfer links which is also the player that is linked to Chelsea and let's get Puneet on the show. Uh, Puneet, uh, Jaden Sancho, 120 million. How does that look? Is it a reality? Is it going to be a reality soon? I,
2: I don't I don't think so. It's going to be for 120 million. If it's somewhere close to 100, I think it's still possible because United seem to be the only club who are capable of uh, spending that large amount of money. Not that the uh, others can't, but I think they are. If we look at, like, uh, Ed Woodward goes into weird scenarios of. Uh, Looking at the marketability of a player and uh, seeing how he fits in. Um, uh, having said that, he's one player who, uh, I don't know, for 100 million perhaps, if he's as marketable as well and, and financially viable to uh, Ed Woodward, Woodward and his financial team, um, then I think he's a player who def- United definitely re- uh, need because he's a right out and out right winger um, who can also play on the left, but he's a winger um, and on the right where United need desperate. Or have been trying to get a player for a long time. Uh, if you are going to spend on one player, or or going to spend on one or two large play, uh, players, or large sums on a couple of players, he should be in the radar. Try getting him for as low, or try doing some kind of a deal. Uh, I hope the negotiators from Chelsea are loaned in by United because I think they are the best negotiators in the country, and. Uh, I mean, 100% Sancho is needed. Whether he, I would uh, rate it 60 to 70%, perhaps uh, United will bid. I don't. I am not 100% sure that uh, with the market, even though the market rate is decreasing, uh, I don't see Sancho uh, assured of coming to United.
0: Uh, Supro, talking about uh, Thomas Partey and uh, talking about Aubameyang's contract. And uh, the possible incoming Saliba is already here. We signed last season and he's here. Uh, what is uh, the transfer market for Arsenal looking like?
3: I think first and foremost, we have to invest in a midfielder. And that's the reason why we are a commerce market. And because you and I have been watching Arsenal for so many years, and there are two positions that are involved in that. A second, uh, midfielder, specifically. Uh, so, we, we invested in a striker in 2017. Actually, we invested in two strikers, like two strikers. I man. I man. but uh, unfortunately, we had invested, uh, in invested in a very good We did sign Teira uh, in 2018 and he started off well, but unfortunately, he fizzled out last season. And it is pretty clear that if Arsenal have to progress in the Premier League or at least crack in the top four, we need a defense. Uh, we need a midfield that can support the front, can support the attack, that can shield our defense because our defense is fragile at the moment. We have players who are in and out, or they're uh, out of. They don't put in consistent performances. For example, David Lewis for certain games, and just can't count on him for, for certain games. You know, he can put in a performance like quality versus Manchester United, and then take a red card versus Chelsea. But not for. It was not his fault, but you know, the direction going in. So, we need a midfielder that can, at least a midfield pivot that can, you know, protect our defence and also supply, uh, also, you know, create from the deep for our attackers. And as far as our man's attack goes, clear, uh, it's obvious that we have to extend it because he's the only world-class player we have in our squad at the moment. But in case UPA he doesn't sign the deal, then i think we should cash it in because in the past we have made this mistake where players ran, ran down their contracts they went into the last year and also wanted to extend it but they didn't want to you know alexis sanchez is a clear example that comes into my mind because we almost sold him to city in that uh, summer window and we almost signed lemar but just because the lemar didn't happen we didn't sold him to city and unfortunately we had to you know sell him to united for a free and we got mcatarian who also didn't couldn't click at Arsenal. So, they have to learn from our past mistakes and make sure that in case Oman doesn't sign the deal, uh, we we cash it in. And I'm also confused where Overmang will go because Chelsea at the moment, they signed Werner. They were uh, the favourites to sign Overmang but they signed him. He could go to Inter Milan but uh, Inter Milan spent heavily on Lukaku last summer, uh, around 75 million. Then they have Martinez who is coming through the ranks. He might go to uh, Barcelona because Suarez is injured. Uh, with his ACL injury, and you know his recovery period would mean that he could take most of the year to come back. And you know players are usually not the same as before after recovering from an ACL injury. You know we have Walcott, for example. So he might go there, but you know uh, the, let's see how it goes. But at the moment, you know we I just I just hope and pray that Arsenal find a solution for the OMA situation, and preferably he extends
1: to stay with us.
0: So, uh, before I come to Shubham, who's also joining us on the podcast, Prithvi, like I told you, uh, the, the front three of uh, Pulisic, uh, Werner, and uh, Hakim zh we whom everyone has forgotten that he's come in, he's a very top quality signing that has come in, and uh, with uh, Hudson Adoy and uh, G- G- Billy Gilmore, and you can say, um, what, what am I forgetting? Uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Jorginho. Uh, what do you have to say on the, that front line, by the way?
1: I mean, this is the front line that Chelsea needed. And if they had in the past few seasons, they would have probably won much more. We've like won a trophy for the past three seasons where they've been sort of insignificant. We won the Europa League or uh, um, the, the year before that, I think we won the FA Cup. With the... So, what is happening with Chelsea right now is we have sort of gotten it together. Lampard had to make a choice whether he's going to strengthen his front line or the back line. Because we have started defensively. like We can't deny that. But he decided that his style of play, we would benefit more with a team which is more top heavy. And the reason that is because a lot of times this season, we played really well. We created a lot of chances, but there was no one to actually get to the end of them and finish the chances. And we missed a lot of chances. There were a lot of games which we should have won quite easily. But we ended up either drawing or not winning at all. So, I think uh, it's very important to... And he mentioned quite a lot of times during his conferences that we need those goals in the front line. I'm not very sure whether Pulisic will be a part of the front three. I think Callum Hudson and Doy, I personally think, will eventually take over that spot. But either way, I mean, it's all about the two signings that we made is Werner and Ziyech. I think Ziyech is someone who doesn't get enough credit in that... Ajax team, obviously, it was all about uh, the likes of Frankie De the lit, And they've got their big moves and deservedly so. But I think that uh, Hakim Ziyech was someone who sort of went under the radar a little bit. And I think he's a tremendous signing. He uh, played for Chelsea. But we haven't had that marquee signing in a while. And now we've got two. So, I, I can't complain. And apparently, there's uh, uh, a good chance that we might sign Kai Havertz. So I'm not very sure on that because there are a lot of clubs interested and I am not going to speculate any further till we actually get him on board. But I personally think that even this front line and a good left-back, either Ben Silvall or uh, Taglifico, would be a tremendous sum up to the transfer window. We may not even end up needing the Kai Habik because of the uh, abundance in midfield that we have.
0: Uh, well, uh, uh, we, could, we could probably... <laughs> The incoming and how the lineups look, but let's get in Shubham and you know let's talk about the left backs that Prithvi mentioned, Tagliafico
4: and Chilwell. So yeah, currently we have been linked with uh, Ben Chilwell, Tagliafico, and the third one being Alex Telles. So if you look at the stats, uh, Tagliafico has been the player who is who is the better on the defensive side, and Chilwell is a better offensive fullback. So if you just compare the, the Tagliacozzi uh, Champions League stats against Chilwell uh, Premier League stats, then it, this is way better. You, uh, interceptions per 90, he's better uh, than uh, Chilwell. Tackles per 90, he's better than Chilwell. Clearances per 90, he's better than Chilwell. So if you look at the defensive side of Tagliacozzi, he is much better than uh, Ben Chilwell, and plus uh, with uh, Tagliacozzi coming at a much cheaper rate at 25 million. I think for me, uh, Tagliafico should be the choice for Chelsea at the left back. And then maybe uh, the extra 25, 30 million, which we uh, save in that, could be used on other players. So it's a straight thing that Tagliafico should be the choice. But the fact that Lampard's choice remains to be Chilwell, and especially with Ashley Cole suggesting that Chilwell is a player, is a left back that he personally likes England number one, number one at Leicester, and he has been massive for Leicester this season. So, but the only thing worrying about uh, Ben Chilwell is the price. Leicester have quoted us 75 million uh, uh, for Ben Silver, which I think is humongous. And I don't think any club would like to play that. Although United did for Maguire last season for their defender. But I don't think 75 million should be the amount. So, Ben Silver around 40 to 50 is fine. But anything above 50, I don't think Chelsea should go for that. Uh, Taglafico a cheaper and better alternative at 25 million should be the one to go ahead for Chelsea. Puneet,
0: Puneet we've been talking about, uh, we've almost discussed the entire Chelsea and uh, there's one player that uh, joined United in the Jahan window and you know, t- uh, kind of turned things around and uh, that midfield of Pogba, Fred. McTominay and the player I'm talking about, Bruno Fernandez, is uh, doubted to be uh, one of the best there. What do you have to say on Bruno Fernandez as a signing there and how the, the season has turned around or might be?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, no doubt, he's been the best signing for a long, long time. I think he was the kind of signing that. Uh... You know you needed one, two, you knew the quality of the signing. I did feel he would adapt so quickly with which he has started gelling with the likes of Marshall, Bradford and James. Uh, so these three things, right? Because when a player comes from uh, leagues of, of Portuguese or even Germany for that matter, uh, you think that they would require time to gel in and uh, with the pace, with the kind of uh, physicality that Premier League has but he hasn't and he has genuinely uh, lifted the rest of the team uh, team's games which which i think a leader does which i think someone who's that good in quality and uh, someone who has the vision uh, to uh, to be able to build games does and uh, uh, absolutely thrilled to be uh, thrilled that he joined and he and and the thing was you you see i think uh, with credit here to Ole here because i think uh, we do uh, tell that, uh, you know, he is someone who uh, has not been tactically that great. But what he's been good at is identifying players who actually want to play for United. And you read Bruno's interviews and every time he comes out saying that, you know, as soon as United came in, that was the only club I wanted to play for and he's been waiting for it. So when you have that, even Igalo for that matter, as much as I did not, as much as I wasn't sure of whether he would be uh, really successful. The thing is, when you want to play for the club, you would go through ups and downs in any career. Uh, no matter how skilled you are or how good a quality uh, that you bring. So, when with, with these two qualities, I, uh, on your question of uh, the midfield, of McTominay, Fred, Bruno, I personally am uh, a little sceptical of Pogba and Bruno playing together. Uh, because uh, if Bruno plays in number 10 and Pogba plays at number 6, then you are a little defensively weaker. Even if you play a 4-3-3 with Matic sitting behind with his legs not as strong as they were earlier. Uh, however it, it, it is an enthralling uh, uh, side to wait for uh, you know with I I mean more than happy to see Bruno uh, Pogba Matic with uh, Rashford Martial and James uh, playing forward because there will be pace and there will be uh, I mean you can l- look forward to a lot of attacks happening but I'm, and even more goals uh, being conceded. So uh, I'm sure, as United fans, people are more than excited to look forward. Uh, but tactically, how they fit in uh, is going to be a really good challenge. Uh, Gary Neville actually came out with a comment saying that for years Silva and De Bruyne have played together with Fernandinho, so this it is going it is not uh, completely out of mind to consider them playing in, in a six and an eight together. But let's see, let's see how things go. But very happy with Bruno, man. Like, I mean, he's he's just terrific, and he's just 24, reaching his peak. I hope and he, I pray that team gets really solid with him and he gets the kind of uh, players uh, his skill set deserves
0: and uh, uh, very well put there i i've uh, read a lot of uh, interviews like you said of uh, bruno fernandes and that's why my question and uh, since uh, we are one less than a day away tomorrow we, the first game uh, kicks off at 10 p.m ist and uh, aston villa are playing sheffield But Supro, the midnight game uh, is uh, City versus Arsenal, and it's Pep, which has been uh, written as master versus apprentice. uh, Four successful seasons at uh, City for Mikel Adara, learning a lot there, uh, completely bringing in that vibe at Arsenal. Uh, Someone, uh, the players needed someone who looks up, you know, they look up to, they uh, respect him, he's convinced them for a wage. But how do you look up? At that match you know. I mean, uh, it's just two months. for, Let's say, just two months since he took over. The three months, we should cancel that out. What do you feel about that game tomorrow?
3: Uh, with Mikel Arteta, you could actually see that he is improving some of the tactics that Pep has used at Man City. For example, when Michel Arteta arrived at Arsenal, uh, Belreen was injured. So, Maitland Niles played at right-back. And you could see straight away that Maitland Niles was drifting inside the midfield uh and you know Saka was playing far behind far wide sorry and the uh, front three converted into for front five with the midfield uh going wide and making it a front five so you could see straight away in games against bournemouth against Everton that Nikhil Arteta was uh implementing what he had learned under Pep and uh to fully reap the rewards of what Gorilla, uh, sorry, trying to implement, we have to sign with the players and you know we have to give the coach some time to make sure that the player implement his tactics. player understand what he try, what players understand what uh, Michael wants from them, whether it's pressing, whether it's passing, whether it's you know being tactically aware, whether, whether you know playing in the opponent's half and not losing possession. You know, so that's some of the qualities that define a prep team and Mikel Arteta wants a similar impact class. So, match it will be a good test because both teams haven't played for like three months now just like as a Premier League team, so rhythm will be an issue, uh, fatigue will be an issue, but will be an issue and at Arsenal, we have to, you know, see which players are fit because in the couple of friendlies that we played against, uh, Charter and Brentford, uh, Michael Arteta, gave almost everybody a chance and you know joe villa came out of it brightly because he scored a couple of goals eddie and katia scored a good score couple of goals i think versus brentford and like i said uh had a couple of goals and and defensively we didn't put a great performance as expected you know you could see holding was struggling a bit and you know mario put in a, a good shift. so it will, be interesting, uh, it, it will be very interesting to see what team he goes with. I personally hope that he goes with the Joe Willock, Grant um, Shaka, and Danny Sabayos midfield because we will need some uh, some legs over there, people who can run up and down the pitch, good defensive work rate. And because that man said, if you don't put in 100%, then they will just thrash you apart, especially at that ETR. And they are used to, you know, fans coming to the ground as well. So that's something new for them. And then playing in front of an empty stadium. So that's an advantage of Man City. And it's on us actually. We have we have to show them why, why <laughs> we deserve to go in a top four and what uh, why Mikel deserves his
0: job in the first place. A so lot of I lot can of already yeah?
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah I can already I can already see the memes you know memes uh, that uh, I'm already yeah. Yeah. ready yeah. to get heard. And, uh, that's whatever.
3: the
0: first thing but that came that to it. my mind when you know the pictures are now. Yeah, when at asked about
4: that's the first thing
0: that came to my mind. So by the, the, the way, by the, I the have... way, I have Shiva's regal at home, and um, if you ever uh, feel that the score line is uh, in might not go our way, which majority of them predict, you can always come down, knock yeah. the door, and you know it's, it's there, it's right there in the cupboard. Don't start being
2: you being like, awesome. like too <laughs> easily given up on the on the because Arsenal have bigger. Uh, challenges to look forward to city have already lost the title, the only thing they have to play yeah. for is Champions League, so hence, Arsenal are much yeah, exactly. Math,
0: uh, yeah, we have to, we have to, but, but it's always like, uh, Shubham, can you mute the audio? Yeah, so, um, uh, uh, before, before I uh, go to Shubham and uh, Prithvi, I w- wanted to ask Puneet this, but I changed my mind, you know, and uh, I thought, let's uh. Since uh, Jose has been the manager of Chelsea twice, two reigns, and he's gone to United, and we already know what Puneet would say, and you know Puneet has said in the past as well. But uh, uh, there's one team that you hate the most, and there's one team where the rivalry there was a rivalry back then, and you know it will be again in the future. What do you have to make of the United vs Spurs game, especially
1: Jose returning? I think it's a tricky one because. If we actually look at the past few years, I mean, we've always had a rivalry with Tottenham. I mean, that's always been very fierce and we hate to lose against Tottenham because even when they weren't good, they would beat us like once in 20 years and then make CDs about it and sell it in the market. So that is how, uh, I mean, how you, I mean... I have no adjectives for Tottenham. I absolutely and and
0: and and we can agree to that. If you were at the joint screening, Arsenal versus Chelsea, I think the thing that got both fan bases together was uh, what do you think of Tottenham chant and uh, the, the the host got them together. <laughs> so yeah, so I completely agree with you on that. You know, one CD, one win in twenty years, and make a CD and sell it. And who knows? You know, there might be a there is there is there a rumor of. Uh, them making a, a what to say a season a review or something with Amazon <laughs> on their new stadium. I don't know. But I'm going to uh, not interject. Let you finish that question. So again, in Man
1: United, obviously they've also been a very fierce night, But I I would currently look out for Chelsea's interest and hope it's a one-all draw. I'll I'll, I'll be better off, of, you know, United news if I look at it in that way, but. You don't know. You don't know uh, how the break will have impact Tottenham because they are the biggest gainers out of the lockdown because they had uh, they were in a position where they had both their main and who used to score goals because let's be honest, there are only two goalscorers scorers in Tottenham. One is Kane, one is Thorn. Both of them were injured. And this lockdown has helped them recuperate and come back into the starting game. So I think Tottenham will be not as bad as they were before the lockdown began. And United are going to be strong. I I, I think they're going to be a decent force because Bruno Fernandez has been the key. You know, the one, that one transfer you could sort of change things, that one marquee signing that. They should have probably made it in the summer and uh, it would have been a different ball game altogether had, you know, Fernandes come, in, come on in uh, the summer, but that did happen and unfortunately, Ed Woodward being uh, delayed that as well. So, I, I personally think it is going to be a draw in my opinion. Uh, mathematically speaking, that would benefit Chelsea to a great extent. But I also think both, teams are able to lose the game. both of them are going to lose the game. Uh, would, would, would be okay winning the game, but no one wants to lose this game. So it's going to be a easy Not too many chances will be given away, and I think it's going to be a tight one-all draw. That's my personal opinion. But again, you know, stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah, well, stay there, guys. And I think um, uh, it's time to wrap up uh, quickly. We can uh, come back any time after that United Spurs game this weekend. And uh, I'm uh, not going to go into the top four right now. I'm going to wait for the weekend or maybe uh, Sunday. But uh, let's start with Puneet. Puneet, let's get your predictions on the two ga- uh, the two games: City, Arsenal, and uh, then let's go I'm, to Supro Shubham and you know, as Prithvi predicted, is the, the let's get his predictions on the other game as well.
2: Yes, Puneet. I am. By the way, there's a derby: Everton uh, playing Liverpool this week, so that is also something that. Uh... Uh, people would look forward to, and I hope Liverpool lose and they win some But yeah, so uh, uh, firstly, uh, I think uh, United. Uh, I'll start with uh, City Arsenal. I I have this slight notion that City will not win. I I don't know. People are expecting them to thrash and win win it easily, but I somehow feel that like Arteta would come up with a really strong uh, team, and uh, he would really pep them up for this game. You know, uh, so. Uh, so, I, I personally feel it will be a 2-2 or a 1-1. Uh, United, uh, Spurs, heart uh, says uh, 2-1 United. Uh, Mind is saying 1-1 uh, United. I don't see Spurs winning, although they have their whole team back. I mean, they have Son back, they have Kane back, they have uh, Bergwijn playing Lucas Mora as well. And Mourinho would be really, really pumped up, you know, for this game. He has had he's had a really bad year or so and he would be, like, waiting his guts out to... Um, get this win and pump this team up because if you see uh, Spurs, uh, like Prithvi was Prithvi and I were speaking earlier, Spurs actually have benefited the most with the break with the uh, with Kane and Son coming back, and uh, they could uh, be one of those uh, the dark horses uh, in uh, in the top four race later or top five race if City anything happens to City, so uh, so yeah, so here I'm two 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 or one one in City. Uh, uh, Aston and one-one uh, in United, uh, Spurs.
0: So Puneet goes for
2: draws, both of them.
0: Supro, a quick prediction. Uh, let's then move on to Shubham and wrap up this episode of the Panetta View Podcast.
3: Uh, hoping against hope that we draw against Man City, one-one uh, or two-two. Because honestly, I can't say anything apart from a loss, a heavy one that one. But hoping against, hope that we draw 2-2 two, two. and Spurs United, I think I'll go for United 1-0 because last year, I remember how Oli played over there, counter-attack, Rashford 1-0 was it, I think. So, I think something like that will, will happen again. He called his number at Old Rafford, and I think that will happen again. I somehow feel that Jose Mourinho has lost his edge and he will be uh, there. Shubham, your predictions for both
4: the
0: games. Mute, 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 mute,
4: mute. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I think Man City are going to rip apart Arsenal, and it's going to be three-one to City. I expect Aguero to score two and Diperano with the third goal, and obviously, Obama, Obama with the only goal for Arsenal. And uh, with Tottenham and United, I think I just I just hope that Tottenham win because I think if United win this game, they are they are the clear favorite for top four ahead of Chelsea and Leicester is what I believe. So, I just want Tottenham to at least draw, maybe. And so, I would go for like one nil to Tottenham in that game and 3-1 to Man City. now
0: we know you play FPL with uh, you know, Puneet. So, let's… Uh, uh, I know you are rearing. Uh, one of Aguero or De Bruyne might be the captain there or no. But uh, <laughs> what
1: are your predictions on City? Oh. Yeah. I think it's going to be a 2-0 win for City. I do expect Aguero to be on the score sheet and I I don't think it's going to be a one-sided affair, but uh, I think uh, eventually the score line will favour Aguero. I I think Arteta needs to be in a bigger mess than when it was when uh, Arsene Wenger left the club. I think he needs to work on the team to get them back and get them competitive got a few good players but they need to build a team. I don't I don't see a team in there. I think got, there are a few good individuals and a few more players here in the like Saliba is a very good buyer. I think Arsenal need to strengthen their squad more than anyone else to be competitive again because I've grown up watching Arsenal being one of the most fiercely competitive teams in the Premier League and they've sort of lost their edge. and losing Wenger again was something which... Is, is terrible. So, I I, I I, mean, to put it very short, uh, you know, the this, this scoreline would be
0: to use for Man City. And, but, it won't be very one So, yeah. So, um, the Premier League is back and uh, you can see the title. Um, everyone, uh, as I use the words, put up uh, other leagues and stuff. And Prithvi, I know you're smiling <laughs> because we did an episode back there on the German Bundesliga. But uh, it's time to uh, say goodbye on this episode and uh, con- post the United's first game because let us uh, review that Everton uh, preview that Everton and uh, Liverpool game, which might be uh, the title winning game or maybe the next game. And for now, let's uh, here's your host Prasad signing out with all the guests on the Panenka viewport.